Memory complaints in those of us aged 50 and up are not unusual. How can you determine whether subtle changes are due to normal aging, early dementia, or some other medical problem? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Joe Govius, Assistant Professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine at the Medical College of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Welcome to ReachMD. Happy to be here, Dr. Lund. Dr. Govius, what is mild cognitive impairment? Mild cognitive impairment is a syndrome defined as cognitive decline greater than expected for an individual's age and education level, but that really doesn't interfere with the activities of daily life, including any functional abilities. So it's considered a transitional state between normal aging and mild dementia. In some situations, it's considered a prodromal state of Alzheimer's disease, and in a significant minority of individuals, mild cognitive impairment, or MCI, reverts back to normal state. Now, do patients usually come in complaining about this, or do we pick it up on exam? Well, that's an excellent question. So most of the time, uh, MCI, which is how I will refer mild cognitive impairment from now on, is diagnosed or presented into the clinic with a subjective complaint from the patient. And usually, the subjective complaint is followed by a family member or a reliable informant noticing the memory complaint in their family member or significant other. So usually, the person who has MCI or their family member or a reliable informant or significant other brings it to the physician's attention. There are times if physician is suspecting a cognitive decline that is pathological, picks it up. But most of the time, we come across patients who want further evaluation. And how do you tell the difference between mild cognitive impairment from just normal aging? In normal aging, as you may very well know, there is subjective reports by elderly of memory difficulties. It could be uh, difficulty recalling a name of a person, certain information, appointments or phone numbers are common things that individuals who are older than age 65 have difficulty recalling. However, they eventually is able to recall that information if they think a little harder or they have some extra time. There is an increase in time that is required to retrieve information. And they also take more time to retain new information provided to them. For instance, I had a patient the other day, came into the clinic, was successfully treated for her depression, is now in her 80s presented with difficulties and some discomfort in recalling an old-time friend's name. She was going through a photo album and saw this person but couldn't recall this friend's name. She basically asked her husband, who also couldn't recall, interestingly, and she was uncomfortable with it. But eventually, after a couple of days, she was cooking and she had this person's name just come back and it was a discomforting experience for her, but she eventually got it. That person who is in her 80s, it 
could be what some people call it a senile moment or otherwise technically called an age-associated memory impairment. That person doesn't have mild cognitive impairment. She's functioning independently. She's able to manage her day-to-day activities pretty well. Her ability to do complex tasks like shopping and using of finances are all pretty intact. And she's doing very well from the standpoint of day-to-day functioning. She doesn't have mild cognitive impairment. It's most likely part of normal aging. So there is a decrease in attention and concentration that these individuals experience. They need more time to retrieve information. It's just slower and harder. They are slower in their information processing speed. They may have some trouble with concentration, but they eventually function very well in the community. And that's part of normal aging. Now, mild cognitive impairment is not that subtle. This is more of, as I described earlier, where there is a subjective memory impairment, mostly corroborated by a reliable informant. Most of that time, it's a family member or a significant other. And they do not have any difficulties with their day-to-day functioning, getting dressed, bathing, grooming, etc. But they may have some difficulties doing complex tasks, they forget things, they misplace things, they're not able to recall them as a normal aging or age-associated memory-impaired individual is able to do, but they're not demented either. So, for instance, in someone who is demented, they would need significant functional decline, and their cognitive deficits are much more significant. If you're just joining the discussion, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Joe Govius. We are discussing mild cognitive impairment. Dr. Govius, are there any office-based tests that non-specialists can do to help us decide whether a referral is necessary? Yes, as we all who see individuals or older may be very familiar with uh, tools like the Folstein Mini Mental Status Exam. For your audience who may not be familiar with it, which I doubt there will be any, it's a 30-item scale that is a brief cognitive screening instrument used in clinic settings that assesses orientation, attention, concentration, language, and uh, registration and recall of memory. It's an excellent tool in many respects, but when it comes to mild cognitive impairment, it lacks the sensitivity and specificity to diagnose the syndrome. However, if you combine it with other tools, so for instance, many of your audience would be familiar with a clock draw test which is a four-item scale that could be used where you basically ask the patient or the individual who is presenting with cognitive complaints to draw the face of a clock, put the numbers and hands in it, and mark a specific time. And you score that drawing accordingly. And it's a four-item scale. Anything below a four, so three or below, is considered suspicious of an early visual constructional difficulty. So when combining mini-mental to a clock draw, the sensitivity and specificity improves in picking up early cognitive deficits. 
there are other tools that are available online and could be accessed by clinicians. One of those tools is called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment or MOCA, which is again a physician or a skilled individual in this tool can administer to the patient. It's a 30-point scale. It can be easily administered. It takes around 10 minutes to complete and is more sensitive to picking up mild cognitive impairment or MCI. There is also the modified mini mental status exam that may be more sensitive for detecting MCI. It does retain the mini mental status exam's brevity and it just takes less than 10 minutes to administer, but it also incorporates four additional items and has a graded scoring responses, and it broadens the score range from 0 to 30 to 0 to 100. And so we usually combine the modified mini mental status exam and the MOCA or the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. So we have patients who are well-educated, who are in their 60s and 70s, who would score a full 30 out of 30 on a full-speed mini-mental status exam. And uh, when you administer the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, they score 24 out of 30, raising the suspicion of mild cognitive impairment or early to mild dementia. So there are various office-based screening instruments that could raise the suspicion of MCI and that could prompt a referral to a qualified individual who could confirm this diagnosis. You bring up an excellent point. I was wondering about that. If people start off at a very high level of cognition, they could be experiencing a significant decline but still score a 30 on their mini-mental status exam. So it sounds like the Montreal test is a more sensitive measure for those folks. It's a more sensitive screening measure for those folks. There are individuals who could score very close to being with a normal range and still be suffering from mild cognitive impairment. If someone who is about age 50 presents to the clinic with subjective memory complaints and the significant other confirms or provides collateral information supporting the cognitive deficits, then a screening instrument that is more sensitive and specific than a mini-mental status exam should be administered by the primary physician. If the suspicion still exists, let's say that there is enough evidence to say that this person has had a decline in their cognitive status from where they were six months ago till today, and some of the reversible causes of uh, memory deficits are ruled out, that individual should be referred for more formal objective testing as well as a CA specialist in memory disorders. Thank you so much for being on our show today. You're most welcome. We've been talking with Dr. Joe Govius about mild cognitive impairment and how to diagnose it. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at ReachMD.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you'll receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, please give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening. 